everyone. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. I am very pleased to introduce Yulia Michalska-Plotkowiak, Polish rower and two-time Olympic participator and one-time winner, who now coaches at St. Paul's Girls' School and who is here today for an interview and to tell us about her fascinating story, filled with many success stories and hardships. Hello, Julia. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? I'm really good, thanks. It's chilly outside, but thanks. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's get let's start with the questions. Question number one. What was the rowing lifestyle like and how often did you train? So um uh, depends the stages I was on, but if we talk about the Olympic one, um uh, so for about two Olympics, uh the in Poland we have been on the training camps loads. Uh, between 300 to 320 even uh, days away from home. And normally it was like training uh, twice to three times a day, um, every day except Wednesdays and Sundays when it was one or two sessions or one very long session. Again, depends at the time of the year and the preparation process. What was rowing in Poland like and how did it compare to rowing in England? seeing as you've taught and worked in both places? Yeah, so it's it's really different. It's very, very different. We have great uh, individuals in, in the team and very, very talented and hard workers in the um, Olympic team. In, in Poland? Nas- in Poland, in national team. Uh, but uh, it's not popular, so you don't have the numbers uh, from the clubs. Uh, it's, uh, it's not like a system here uh, as you need all schools. Um, you have thousand five hundred people registered in with the with the with the national team uh, or with the uh, Polish Federation, uh, and uh, and here is this massive on every day. Obviously, not when it's pandemic. Uh, uh, so it's Saturdays on the term. As currently, I, I live in London and I work for St Paul's Girls School, so I can see the difference. And yeah, the numbers is totally different. There's no numbers. Like people are. Uh, thinking uh, they even don't see the difference uh, between rowing and kayaks or canoeing. They think it's all the same. Uh, but obviously, it, it, it's not. Uh, but it's very interesting that uh, with the results, we are the second, first, or third, depends the year. Um, we Since 2000, every Olympics rowing is coming with, with the Olympic medals, uh, gold, bronze, or silver. So we are a very strong uh, team uh, for, for the Olympic sport. So, like, nationally, you're a very high level, but when it comes to club rowing or within schools, it's not that big. It's not big. It's just individuals who are uh, crazy to really go and uh, do a huge hard work. And not only talents. We have, we have talents, but definitely, uh, like, everywhere, hard work and uh, trusting in the process, that's the key. Yeah. Um, how did you balance university and rowing? What was it like trying to qualify for Olympic rowing while pursuing studies and doing exams? Did you find it hard? And did you have any people who specifically helped you throughout the process? Definitely, uh, it's all about the people. Uh, like whatever you are, athlete, you coach or you study and you have professors and teachers. And um, yeah, I definitely had... Um, one or two people uh, through my uni time uh, that they have been very supportive. They had their own experience of being at the Olympics and doing their masters, their PhDs. 
So definitely I was surrounded with good people um, and who have helped me. I have been studying for nine years because I took, uh, I was studying physiotherapy at, at Academy of uh, Physical Education in Poznań in my hometown in Poland uh, that is well known in rowing because of the uh, race course there, Malta Lake. And, um, and, and yeah, definitely I needed people around. So I have been even uh, the principal of uh, of my uni, he have told me, like, just take a year gap before both Olympics, uh, 2008 and 2012. Olympic rowing, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Olympic rowing, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so then, uh, and then I finished, to be honest, I finished uh, in 2013 uh, because I was doing my master uh, degree um, and writing it when I was pregnant and I, I did my final exam uh, when I had already uh, my two months old daughter, uh, but uh, yeah, but I definitely could. I just needed to postpone some exams um, as physiotherapy. I had loads of practical stuff in hospitals and clinics, uh, so I needed the time to to do that. And um, yeah, so that was after the Olympics or between uh, uh, when I had like two months off uh, between the seasons. Um, and could you also say you talked about a lot about supportive professors and teachers do you think it would have been different if you had had um teachers and professors who'd made you choose between university and rowing definitely and that would have happened to my colleagues i know loads of people who need to give up um all sports because um teachers said that you need to choose between uh sport and education or they need to give up uni because the coaches have said you need to choose I, as I mentioned, I have been guided by uh, the teacher who have been at the Olympics in, ba- in Barcelona, and he have been he's still teaching at uh, at the uni I have been on, in, and um, and he just told me uh, at the beginning, you just need to go to every single teacher and professor, show your calendar, and uh, and inform them before and not after that you have been away. So and that was that was one clue that I later gave to my friends, and I even have uh, had a call from other Olympic athletes who have studied in the same uni, and they're like, "How should I do this?" And I and this only this one thing have made such a huge difference because they just know you respect them, you are trying. And you are trying to find a way to do the schedule together because you don't want to give up. But you just can't do that now uh, because your life is going, the, the adventure that you are in now is a little bit more important, but you don't want to uh, lose the link with the uni. You know that is very important too. Yeah. Um, and what was it like being a female rower? How many of your teammates were girls and did this have any impact on your rowing? So with me, from the beginning, when I started in 99, I was um, uh, only girl in my club. Uh, like after two weeks, other girls have stopped. I was always in a single. And that have been very funny journey over the years. Uh, as in the team, they have been other girls um, like in different levels, but they have been in other crews. I was on, always in a single. Uh, since 2004, I was the best uh, female athlete, a female rower in Poland. I have won all the trials and nationals. Uh, and I have been selected for to compete internationally at World Championships and Olympics in a single. Uh, but I never felt I'm treated differently. I just 
I just was a mate, uh, whatever, female or male. And I have been training with the guys uh, and girls. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I never thought that... They, obviously, there were some jokes when I went to the Olympics in 2008 in Beijing. Uh, and the guys, and I was the only girl, and 23 other guys who have been in different boats, pairs, uh, doubles, um, quads, and, and eight. So... Because my name is Julia, Julia, they just gave me uh, one letter at the end, N, so they called me Julian. They said, no, it's, it, it just can't be, like, uh, I, I just, like, um, the, the team can't work like this, you need to be Julian. So, so yeah, but that was, like, funny thing, but I had a huge support from them, and uh, they said it would be great to have a male single, because single is a big deal, to be honest, and uh, it's, it's just something everyone would like to that wants to be in, but it's it's they, everyone know it's it's not easy to be alone all the time, yeah. all the time. Uh, so they have respected me a lot, uh, but I was respecting them too. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah, it was just great experience, and uh, I loved it. So because rowing is like a team sport, it ended up bringing you guys together because you all had to work like a team. Yes, yes, we have been like we have been all, all, all training clubs together all, all the time. I have been doing the gym with the guys. I have been walking six hours in the mountains with the guys. I have been rowing with the guys in the boat sometimes to not be only in a single. Uh, so yeah, that was just a big team. We have been like uh, when we were on training camp in Portugal. We have been organizing together some trips to Lisbona. Uh, so yeah, so that was just uh, one big obviously family whatever you wanted or not you needed to look at the same faces for 300 days yeah oh wow um do you think rowing impacted your life and came at the right time in what ways yes definitely uh it came in like totally unexpected uh i was 13 and a half exactly uh when uh instructor dan and then my coach for life uh martin witkowski uh, came to my primary school and he talked about rowing and I said, okay, I'm going to go. And to be honest, my, um, again, guys who I was like um, eight years then at school in the same class, uh, they went first and they said, oh, it's great, but it's not for the girls. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, that's maybe the one other thing when they were like laughing. I say, I want to try. And I have tried and I kept going and it changed um, because that gave me my own space. I was the youngest of the great siblings. Uh, I loved them deeply, but it was really hard. It's still sometimes it's like with siblings. Uh, I disagree a lot. And um, we were like, I was raised by my mom um, most of the time. And rowing gave me like my space and I, they have supported me, but they never stepped in. I needed to make my own decision. My mom wants like, you want to continue rowing? You need to keep going studying too up till you're 18 and then you do whatever you want. So, so that was just amazing um, and impacted me a lot. I have met amazing people. I have met my husband that has supported me in many ways. And uh, with rowing, uh, DP definitely what one person is the one uh, who I will, I just felt like one with my, with my coach as a mission instructor and then we developed together. Uh, so that was, he had a big impact on me. But then uh, I was able to spread my wings and just taking for the best things. And I love it. Uh, not being a coach and still be a part of it. Wow. Um, yeah, that, that was really nice to hear. Um, what was the Olympics like? You went twice. Um, you said you wanted to create your own team with three other girls. Tell us about how the Olympics played a part in fulfilling this dream. 
Yeah, so uh, first, um, as I mentioned, I was like uh, only girl uh, for a long, long time in the club and then in the team. And uh, there were like, there were others who have been competing, but not so successful with the other coaches. But uh, very often we have been told my coach, oh, that he's too young or, oh, it's not him. It's only me. And it was that like easy to listen but we need we knew that it's two in one so we can't be separated because we have results together and then the other uh some other girls have seen that and they said we would like to join you uh in 2006 seven but still the chief, chief director said no to that uh idea so then i just step in and i ask what you want me to do if i'm the best in the in, in the country and normally the best coach and the best athlete will create the team with the others and he said um on the plane on the way to beijing olympics so three weeks uh before uh the main start he told me you need to be in first eight in a single uh at the olympics and then you will have one year i will give you one year to create a team with the girls that he knew would like to join us and on the way back in the plane uh so i came sixth uh at beijing I said, congratulations Sorry. Thanks. So uh, he, so I said, okay, so we can play the team. And I was super excited. Uh, as obviously, that stayed in my head. Sometimes in every stroke of the race, that I need to do that. I need to. I need to create. I pro- I even promised uh, myself and the others, I'm going to do that. We can do it. And then we achieved that. But unfortunately, two months later, my coach and two director were like, "Are you sure of that?" And I was like, "Why? I need to make the decision." I was like. Because we think you will be great in like in single in London, and maybe you should stay in it. So you need to decide. I said yes, but that will be the only time after London. Probably I will be like looking at the other experience. It will be already eight years. I will be in like uh, in the regime, and my body can say no. I was just trying to figure out what can happen with me in four years' time, and that was exactly correct because I needed that break after London, and that's what I did. But so you ended back up that time. So I'm, you, you ended up creating the team with the girls then? Yes, yes. So they told me I need to I need to make a decision and I called them back and I said, okay, that's a go, let's do. I have never been, I have never been given. I was fighting for the opportunity for so many years. I want to try. We're going to set, we're going to see like we can create the team or not, but the girls at least going to be in the process and maybe I will stay in a single, but they will be, they will be in a team. It, it, it didn't say that I would not be in a single, but we needed to, to, say that clearly they need to be with us so we have started and um yeah and a year later we with with one of the girls who became uh, world champions in the double um and then we continue and we have been staying in it even trying other um other boats with the other girls it didn't it didn't went so quick and it went with her and with with me so we continue up to london and we came again with the bronze medal. So I think it's a great achievement for, for four years. Yeah. Like from six in single, create new boats and and do the um, the double. But my coach as well, he maintained to he maintained to do a bigger team because he had as well a quad at London. So from one person in Beijing and no team before, he created a team of six six girls and came with the bronze medal and eighth place. So I think it was amazing for him too. Wow. Um, was this was there a person who stuck by you the whole time and someone special in your rowing journey? As you heard already, my coach, my coach, my coach. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, uh, yeah, Martin Witkowski. Now he's uh, yeah after he won another two medals in Rio. Uh, now he's a coach for German team. Uh, so definitely, and it shows that he wanted to develop. He had everything in Poland, but he wanted more to develop himself. Uh, so that was really courageous for him to do. Definitely him. Yeah, he started to coach when he was 22 years old. I was 14. And it was the same gap like with my brother. So he was like like my brother straight away. And we uh, we definitely bonded. And there was a, a, that was the that was the, the true partnership uh, partnerships, definitely. And we created, we know we created something special for ourselves and for the others. And yeah, we are best friends now. That's really nice. Um, give an example of when you had to make a sudden decision to suit your partner or the boat, uh, go against your team's tactics. Um, yeah, there was like, uh, like I said, I totally agreed with my coach, uh, except once. Um, so we had some issues, uh, health issues, uh, mental issues. Uh, during the London Olympics, uh, so we easily qualified for the final, uh, but then my double body heart injury, um, and she couldn't move for three days before the final uh, that happened on Friday. Uh, so Monday we qualified, and we had like four days off uh, with the stress, and she, uh, her dad passed away three months earlier, so emotionally it was very difficult. We have been physically very well prepared, but... Um, but to be honest, I was ready because we, our partnership was like, we had those injuries and different stuff and we knew each other and we knew that we would deal with that. But sometimes like naturally, uh, we can't control some stuff. So I just felt that I'm in charge this time a lot um, with my coach, but obviously it will be only me in the boat with her. Uh, so I just told her, like, I, I knew, I didn't need to tell her, like, I knew she trusted me and everything and I, she got gonna do uh whatever i would tell her or she gonna feel even during the race because that's all about feeling we are not talking in the boat she just felt me that i go and i change i have changed the tactic over the race and she just followed me she was like what what and later i don't know if even like week later she asked me why well, you did the best decision and i and i felt it i know you will feel it because we have been in the boat for more than four years because we have been the club mates too since 2005 so we knew each other very, very well, and we respected each other deeply. Uh, so, um, yeah, and she read it me like a book, like easily, uh, and the same my way to- towards her. Uh, so that was the way I haven't heard, I haven't listened to my coach. Like the tactic we had at the bank, like before we pushed off and went to the start line, we had the warm up, and I was observing very, very much the conditions, uh, the opponents. And needed to feel my t- my uh, yeah my boatmate, and I was it something that that tactic would not work. Like it just will not work. If the condition have been changing, the the winds, the side winds uh, that have um, been um, so in rowing you have six lines, and we have been on line three, and the the best two crews who have won their semi final have been on fifth and sixth, and the wind there have been less than an, an hour line. Lane. So I needed to make sure that I would not allow them to escape too much and that probably against them they have been stronger than us and I knew that uh, and plus the better conditions. Uh, I was like, oh, it will be very difficult to, to keep up with them because they are too far and in better conditions. Uh, and uh, yeah, it will be very difficult with this tactic. So I need to focus. Probably there will be some point I will need to very be focused to fight 
for whatever will be left. So probably bronze medal. And uh, yeah, with analyzing very quickly, because I was already going to the start line, I just said, just do what I'm doing. We're going to go off straight away. Like, what? Like, do what I'm doing. We're going to go off and just keep going, keep doing the same. And she was like, okay. And um, and I knew that the injury she had, uh, she didn't felt because the the, um, the medication she had to not feel the pain will not last forever. Uh, so, yeah, that's exactly what had happened. She was, like, great and fresh for most of the race. But unfortunately, uh, last last two minutes, she started to struggle, uh, and she was just she was there. But um, but I needed to make sure the distance we had to de- to uh, defend our bronze medal was enough. So that's exactly what it is. We had a huge gap, but uh, it was less and less closer and closer to the finish line, and we just with two more strokes, we will be on the first place. So the line was just there on the good on the good spot, uh, and we and we had the bronze medal. But that was very challenging. But I was I was really happy with the quick analyzing the situation and very proud of myself and obviously of my boat because she trusted me, and I just loved that. I just loved that every time we have been on the water, we all we always like feeling each other very well. Even like we had different stuff in, in, in our heads. Like she was about to fight with the mental struggle she had and physical struggle. And I was like, whatever I have in the boat, I need to get her. We I need to get the boat on the bronze medal. That was my goal. Yeah. No, no, it's incredible how your mind switched just suddenly switched. Um, your mindset, sorry. Because um, you were you were yeah. aiming for gold, but when you realized what was happening, you changed tactics really quickly to get the bronze medal instead. So that quick mindset yeah, that, safety anal- yeah you need to analyze the, the the situation we are outdoor we are outdoor sport uh we need to know the weather um so i was really going so my double partner she was different even her um next partner that she was with she was like closer to me we were like analyzing stuff like that's that's why it's great when you have a team sport too for age people that everyone have their responsibility but they have a natural character that some people can do this. So she knew that I'm, I like, like to do this and she liked to just do whatever she told. It's fair enough. That, that's how you create the partnership and you want to just have the best partnership to win or to achieve your goal. Yeah. And it's just very important to give a space to each other and to make sure that and, and trusting each other. Like she's right in this, I'm good in that, but together we are just the best. Um, within the London Olympics in 2012, you won third place, like we've mentioned, but how did working in a double affect your experience and what realizations did you make? So I definitely loved it. I loved the whole experience in a single and then in a double, uh, but I knew as well how the whole rowing system works in Poland and, and I knew that I need... Hello? Hello. Hello. Sorry. Um, I think there were some Wi-Fi problems. I'll just repeat the question oh. and we can just do the, that question again. Um, yeah. Within the London Olympics in 2012, you won third place. But how did working in a double affect your experience and what realizations did you make? So after the Olympics, I knew I want to have a year break. Uh, and the experience was amazing. But just my body, I have been and that's really... Um, 
very harsh, like strong program for eight years uh, since 2003, to be honest. And uh, and I knew that um, if I will continue for a year, that would be it of rowing. And I just wanted a break. And I just started the family. I got married after the uh, Olympics in September. And, and I was pregnant very quickly, so that really worked well. Uh, but I knew that if I will come back after the break, that was obvious after a few months, that it will happen. I, um, I don't want to, uh, to repeat the same partnership. I uh, because I think we burn out. I think we knew each other and we have been uh, very good friends for many years uh, since 2005 and the club level and at an international level. And I just thought that this partnership is it. Um, so uh, I was thinking more about uh, going back to the single or if I will be back on the team and the other boat. But I just knew that this kind of partnership uh, should like be done. This chapter has finished. And um, and because I knew I will have a break, I wanted to make clear I didn't want anyone to wait for me uh, till the moment I will be ready to come back. So I wanted everyone to just clear their mind of myself being somewhere that maybe come back, maybe not. Uh, so that um, I wanted to keep that clear. But definitely, I loved both experience in a single and a double and then in single again. So did you receive any backlash when you said you wanted to switch from double to single or was everyone happy with your decision? Uh, my coach my coach knew everything that was part of the plan since 2006. <laughs> Literally, we have planned every year kind of unmodified uh, nights ahead or whatever. So he always took all my decisions. Like, okay, we can do it. And like a challenge, let's do it, let's try it. Uh, he never forced me to anything. Um... With my comeback, he told me, okay, you want to be in a single, you need to win in Poland. And I I done the, this with two months of training. So he was like, okay, you will be ready. We didn't know how much. Uh, it was more of a shock when I said I don't want to be in a double. But I think it shouldn't be as uh, it did, it, like the, um, it just started to be too intense. And the little things that shouldn't, shouldn't be a case have been a case. Uh, and working with the guys earlier and work, working with the girls um, is different. And I just wanted to have a clear, always a clear way of working. And um, yeah. being too much, too much in uh, in relation, yeah, uh, can just can just make too, like I know a little vo- volcano that will come like it will erupt it at some point. And I just didn't want to do that again. I just knew it will wrap it. And we just, it's just, that's it. That's, we did the partnership. It was great, great. And that's, and, and I wanted for myself, uh, I didn't want to take any responsibility for the words of I will come back or not. Because I didn't know. I just didn't know. I was yeah. like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But other hand, I wanted to make sure that everyone are free of me. Like, just go, just go take the journey. Just, just just go and have fun and don't live with the past. Yeah. Live in the future. So, yeah, so that, that was that was really a good thing. And I think it was a great thing because the partnership that have been built, uh, uh, they won the gold medal in Rio. So, oh, wow. Uh, and I was yeah. super proud and super happy. And I was commentating on the national television. Uh, so, and I was, I was super, super happy, uh, with yeah. all the, uh, all the people in the studio. Uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was really good. So we've talked a lot about this, but just quickly following on, 
How badly can not having the courage to speak out or making the wrong decisions affect your own career? Like you, you spoke out that you didn't want to work in doubles anymore, but say if you hadn't, what would the consequences have been? What the consequences of not being in a double? No, um, so how badly can not having the courage to speak out or making the wrong decisions affect your rowing career? So if you hadn't carried, if you, you obviously didn't want to do doubles anymore, but if you hadn't mm-hmm. spoken out and you just carried on doing doubles, how would that have affected like your mental health and um, your rowing career? Oh, definitely. Uh, definitely will uh, affect myself and uh, like my body. First my body and then definitely my mental health. And we need... We are now going to the topic very popular about depression in workplace or sport, and more and more athletes are saying about it. Uh, it's just if you are not honest to yourself, and it's easy because if you are in a bubble for 300 days and you do the same thing all over and you think it's kind of comfort zone, maybe not very pleasant because you are like out of energy every day and, and pushing yourself to extreme, but it's still kind of comfort zone. So... It was, uh, but I was, I think I was always very honest and because I was working with my coach uh, and he knew what to expect, it was easier to speak out. It was much easier. Some people don't have that support from, from the coach or from the teammates, so it's not so easy. Yeah, so um, do you think your support system, especially your coach, played a huge role in helping you get to where you are today? Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah, definitely. That that was the key. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to create with uh, with my athletes. Yeah, I want to show them that they have huge support and and trust and whatever they will they are they are coming to the session and they enjoy and I'm trying to make sure that the the precious time they are giving me they are coming to the session. I want to make it fun, but I want them to get out of the comfort zone. I want them to clear their minds uh, before going back to work. Uh, at home after school uh, yeah so definitely that um, that was the key of my work as an athlete but it's a key of my work of being a coach obviously I'm like, repeating his system um, how did becoming a mum of two kids affect your rowing career so I was um, after giving birth to my daughter uh, I went back to rowing, um, and it was great. I just loved it. I was like, I had space again, uh, out of like crying and and like looking after what is awesome, what is amazing. But but I went back to my own zone, and it was beautiful. And I have started to learn rowing again, to be honest, because I was on the river Thames. So that do you think yeah. having kids? Um like refresh your opinion and made like you appreciate rowing even more and love it that much yeah. more. Yeah. Yes, definitely. And it's really funny because I went to some basics. Like when I started rowing, the the people who have been in my head was my siblings. I was I was really funny that I went I went to there was like some circle going on that I go on the water I'm a mum but like the the basics People who who were key role in my life, yeah, to my head when I'm doing something that I really love and like, and yeah, and there was a huge link to that. Uh, but and definitely having children doesn't mean you need to give up on something. Yeah. You just need to organize your life from the beginning. But it doesn't mean you need to give up on anything. 
Yeah. It is hard. It is difficult. Like being a mom, I haven't been sleeping loads um, uh, <laughs> at that time at all. Uh, and, I, and the problem was that I cut off my naps because when my daughter was napping, I was training. <laughs> so it was, yeah, it, it was, it was difficult. I was definitely over, over tired, yeah. but I loved it. And yeah, and, and because I was overtired, I just didn't qualify for, for Rio Olympics. I was well trained. I was in best shape again, but, but my body didn't recover uh, as it should. And it was older for years. Yeah. So you just, you That's had to adjust cool. your life and your aspirations um, because your yes. body, your body had changed. And so had like, you were tired, obviously. Yeah. Yes. And, and then obviously, like, I have decided that I don't want to um, be separated away from my daughter for too long. Some yeah. people are doing different decisions, but I mentally wasn't ready. Uh, if I will be advised, um, I think it needs to be really planned. Like, with a woman is a bit more difficult. It's different, obviously, because men can leave the, the daughters with wives at home and continue training. Uh, so it's different. I would not say it's easier. It's not easier. It's not easy to leave your kid behind uh, for dad or for mom. It's yeah. different, but it's not easier. So, uh, uh, so yeah. So, and and but here, obviously, you are attached differently again. And I, I have decided that she's gonna come with me for every training camp and some competitions. Uh, so yeah, that that's that. The competitions, she was there, but not in the same room. Training camp, she was there. Uh, so again, it was it was different. And it definitely, I will I will be very happy to advise and just tell people how it is uh, because like no one told me that. Yeah, no, yeah, it would have been something very different for you. Um, what is the best part of rowing? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think whole like um, it's difficult to disconnect stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as that that's that's all together i think uh if you can travel a lot then obviously all the traveling is great um uh, meeting new people uh, yeah i think i think like loads of those things goes together like nothing will happen if something else will not happen before mm-hmm. so you need to train hard and i love that too i love to get out of my comfort zone i started to i did say I will not repeat that, but at the end of pain, I liked it. I I was like okay with it, but it was it was very brutal. <laughs> it was really really hard. Uh, but thanks to that, that I could I was able to get out of the comfort zone. I could travel. I could I could achieve some great stuff. I could um, yeah I could do lots of stuff. Um, and to contradict, what is the hardest part of rowing? Mm-hmm. Again, depends. Uh, depends where you are. Like, obviously, being so long away from the family. Yeah. But but if you have a goal, and when you are on the training camp, you just you just in the mode all the time, repeating the same things. So it's not so difficult. Um, if you are, yeah, again, like being separate from the family. If you are mum or dad. That's yeah. definitely that. Um, depends what kind of partnership or teammates you have. Yeah. Like if you don't have if you don't have a good environment to spend so much time in, it can be very difficult and on your mm. mental health. 
if you don't have enough support from uh, specialists, uh, if you struggle uh, with any injuries, it all depends what was the hardest. I I was trying to be very positive. And uh, yeah, there was the moment that was very difficult uh, that we have been rejected all the time with my coach. Like we did something, actually we won something. We have been told we're going to go for another competition. We are winning and then we are told, no, you are too young. You will not go. And that was 40 years. So that was that was difficult of yeah. being said no. Or other thing when you are um, when you are criticized by Olympic champion, oh. and he's telling you that you should that you should uh, not listen to your own coach. So that wasn't nice too. That your yeah. teammate is saying you something like that, and I'm like, like why you are doing that? I'm creating something with my coach, and he's your age. Why you like he's young, he was younger even that that Olympic champion. Why you wanna go and talk with him and putting so much pressure on me? Yeah, like exactly. um, yeah. So that was there was some, but to be honest, that's what life is. That's how life treats you. Like I was under under the umbrella for so many years and it was easy and cozy. So to be honest, it's good that I had that experience uh, because then you step out. That's the hardest. You know what is the hardest? The hardest when you step out of that umbrella. Yeah. The comfort zone that you are used to since you are since you are a young young person, and you develop your going more and more, and then you go out to a normal life ish, and you don't know what to do, and that's when people get depressed. They just don't know the real life when you have been served meals, when you have been your you had been in tidy rooms because they they were keep coming and cleaning. They you didn't have any responsibilities of the any papers because your family was doing that for you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, hello, normal life. And <laughs> you haven't finished your education or you haven't been, you have finished your education, but you didn't have any practice. So in Poland, very important is that you, what you study, what you do. There, there is not like loads of flexibility. And yeah, so it's, and, um, and the problem, other problem is that very often you don't, you did believe in yourself a lot, but then you step out to that normal world and you have lack of believing. Yeah. And like, how should I do that? I don't know. So that's the hardest bit. That's that's that, that's a uh, transition. And um, finally, in today's world, what is your advice to someone who wants to pursue rowing? What are the key parts? Definitely um, try it. First, try it, enjoy it. Don't give up on anything. Don't yeah. just 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 try to uh, discover it. Uh, people are amazing. Uh, like the way rowing is shaping people is just brilliant. Uh, coaches, uh, athletes, and um, it is difficult to balance stuff around. Obviously, if you want to go deeper and deeper, but it's worth it. I know so many Oxbridge graduates and United States Uni graduates who have become Olympic champions at the same time. It's, it's just really worth it to do it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, that was an absolutely fascinating talk and I learned something and I'm sure, sure the listeners did as well. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It was a huge pleasure. Thank you. Bye.